Welcome to the Power Play Reconnect Experience. Hi, I'm your host, Ruth Haskins. No man beholds his mother's womb, yet who denies it's there? Coiled to the navel of the world is that endless cord that links us all to the great origin. If I lose my way, the trailing cord will bring me to the roots. Wole Sharinka. Today's podcast is devoted to women, all women around the world of all ages. This podcast is devoted to women not for any political or religious reason or to support any social cause. It is devoted to women because we are womb man. Did you ever pause to think that the way in which we pronounce woman might be incorrect? Our origin as a separate entity from men is described as being Adam's rib. Though the man has superiority because of first arrival, it doesn't mean he is superior to woman. In fact, he is incomplete without woman. What makes him incomplete is although he carries the seed of new life, woman carries the cradle of new life, her womb, where new life is nurtured and developed until it is ready to enter into the visible world. In a world of so much chaos, lies, and twisted thinking, it is difficult to see truth. Let me time travel here to the year 1980, August. A young woman has arrived at an event where her life will change forever. Her doctor has ordered surgery to remove a fibroid tumor. The tumor has already destroyed the uterus and has wrapped around one of her kidneys. She has tried desperately to save herself. But three doctors agree that surgery is necessary to save her health and possibly her life because of the position and size of the tumor. After a night of earnest prayer, the surgery is performed. She wakes up in recovery. What sounds like Big Ben turns out to be the mere ticking of the recovery room clock. Her back hurts from lying flat for almost six hours. As she drifts back into reality, she is aware of pain and a feeling that something is missing. Later in the ICU, where she remains for a week, she has time to recognize the full impact. The tumor, she is told, was the size of a professional football and had partially engulfed her right kidney. The surgery, which should have taken an hour, lasted much longer in the attempt to save her kidney. And while they were in, they removed her appendix, something that wasn't necessary. In the days after the recovery, she began to feel and believe that she was no longer a woman. She was an it, asexual, non-entity. Even her loving grandmother told her shortly after the surgery that she had nothing left to attract a mate except her good looks. The rest of her family looked on her with pity and sometimes coldness. So how did she respond? She was told to never drink alcohol again. That made sense she became an alcoholic. A former intimate male friend came to look at her as his chick on the side. This relationship was guaranteed safety as opposed to the woman he had impregnated while he was still in a relationship with her and then felt obligated in good conscience to marry. Everyone wants to be loved, so love she sought in all the wrong places. For years, she had incorrectly confused love and sex and this played out heavily over the rest of her young adult life. 
She even spent some years waving a multicolored flag. She lost jobs, opportunities, friends, family, self-esteem, bank accounts, and most importantly, time, which she could never regain. She lost herself for 17 years. Her recovery began on not a good note. It was a trip to the library with the purpose of understanding what had really happened to her. It was an intellectual curiosity, but it was spirit-driven. What she learned shocked her and deepened the hurt. It was in part a united experiment to limit the ability of black and brown-skinned women to reproduce. Many hysterectomies were not necessary, and the recipient of such surgery was to look at it in much the same way as the absence of the appendix is accepted. Book after book, article after article, written by female and male gynecologists, medical professionals as well as psychologists, and psychiatrists and others told the same horror story. Women in America and around the world, especially those in third world countries, were subjected to hysterectomies. Even her doctor told her that the hysterectomy was not major and should not affect her life. A male perspective, to be sure. Yet the crux of this story is about the fact that this woman lost herself. In the aftermath of losing a physical part of herself, she also lost her value to herself and perceived value to others. We women lose ourselves in so many ways, in romantic love, marital arrangements, motherhood, now, not, now employment, the military, the fashion industry, and so much more. I'm not going to count the ways, but the most important way in which we lose ourselves is that we forget what and who we really are. We forget just as man has a sacred place in expressing life force, we as women also have a sacred place it is our womb. So really, the correct nomenclature for the female gender is womb man. Awkward on the tongue, but truth. This clearly states the relationship between male and female. This makes the relationship between a man and a woman sacred, one to be honored and never, ever abused. So, like the fictional young woman who lost her womb and lost herself, how do we many of whom were subjected to hysterectomies, perhaps unnecessarily recover. The answer for me lies in understanding the sacredness of the womb. Even in its absence, that sacred place can be honored by naming ourselves correctly. We are womb man. Because the world did not honor our sacred place, even though empty, it is still a sacred place. We must never dishonor ourselves because we have lost a physical aspect of our physical bodies. We would not do this if we lost an arm or leg. So the sacred place within us remains, and we should honor ourselves for who we are, not what we lost. We are womb man by divine design. Thank you for listening. This is Ruth, and this has been the Power Play Reconnect Experience.